This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Tokyo Gore Police. Strap yourselves in because things are about to get very, very bloody and very, very strange. If you're not with us, then you're against us. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess, episode 67. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. This time we're uh, missing Brett. Yeah, it's a sad, sad day, because I think he would have really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, that's what he gets for being a loser and having obligations. Yes, you know, that's that's stuff that happens to adults, so I don't know why it happened to him. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) I mean... I don't know. This movie was uh, over 90 minutes long, so I don't know if he would have liked it. I, I think he could have forgiven it that sin because it was just so, so crazy and so fun. Yeah, the tagline isn't fucking around. It is no. very, very bloody and very, very strange. So, uh, oh lord. We start in Tokyo. Yes. Go figure. Shocking. And, uh,. Oh, uh, I'm already. I already forget. We start uh, in Tokyo. Yeah, then there's Leatherface. Mm-hmm. There's a gentleman on some kind of building. He's um a crazy guy. He's yep. he's got some lady. I think he's barbecuing her. It Probably. looked like he had a barbecue grill up there. I mean, like, what else would you do with a lady? Obviously. <laughs> and the uh, police are there. But in uh, Tokyo now, the police have been privatized. Yeah. And they all dress like samurais. Yeah, I called the samurai Terminator police because they had the samurai armor, and then their mask all had like one red glowing eye in it for no noticeable reason. Yeah, I suppose it helps them police better. (laughs) So we we send up the regular old uh, samurai troops. They seem to be... At best, not particularly well uh, in handling the menace. Yeah. All the while, there's uh, Lucy Lou down here in a cop car, and she's just kind of chilling, cutting herself like you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tr- trigger warning for uh, people with, like, cutting issues, because, holy crap, there's a fair amount of cutting in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there there might even be uh, television commercials based around it. Yes. So yeah, if you have issues with that, just just stop listening now and and don't ever watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to help any issues that you have, unless your issue is not doing it enough. Then maybe it will. Yeah. If you're worried it wasn't cute enough to cut yourself, <laughs> this movie will help. Yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later. <laughs> so um, after Lucy Lou, you know, gets done cutting herself, a call comes over the radio from uh, Chrissy Teigen, Chrissy Teigen, the dispatch lady. Who is uh, dressed in her finest rave gear. Yeah, with a blonde wig. And she's like, oh no, it's an engineer. You need to go up there, Lucy Lou. And uh, engineers are apparently some sort of genetically modified super killers. Yeah, like they get wounded and their wounds turn into weapons. So, like organic weapons. So as the regular old police are trying to stop this guy... They managed to cut off one of his hands, in which he has a chainsaw, but then he regenerates a fleshy chainsaw flail. Yes, yeah, Where's I know that. Morning a, Star. Uh, well, he's got a chainsaw with a chain attached, so it's a chain chainsaw. It's a chain chainsaw. <laughs> yes. And he's uh, whipping that thing around, hacking up people. And I mean hacking up people. <laughs> yeah. They aren't fucking around when it comes to people getting cut up and shooting gallons and gallons of blood all over the everything. Yeah, with with extreme force, just these like just steady sprays of blood everywhere. <laughs> Apparently, in the not too distant future in Japan, everything is arteries. Yes, and high blood pressure. Yeah, there's no <laughs> bones, there's no muscle. It's just high blood pressure and arteries. <laughs> So old uh, Lucy Lou makes the reasonable assumption that the quickest way to get up here to stop this guy is to use a goddamn bazooka to shoot herself up to the roof. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think that's how bazookas work. Uh, but, but bazooka-based flight, I think, is coming soon to everyone. <laughs> I'll sign off on it. If there's a Kickstarter, I'd back it. <laughs> so she bazookas herself onto the roof. Because <laughs> my life wasn't complete until I said that. <laughs> and she takes the most deadly weapon of all, a katana. Oh, yes. Yes, the, the katanas are very important in this movie. And she, uh, katana fights the guy with the chain chainsaw. Yeah. I love that at one point she parries the chainsaw and it just deflects into some guy's face. <laughs> right, <laughs> oh, right in the oh, face. my bad. <laughs> I think my note on this was never bring a gun to a chainsaw fight. <laughs> she manages to cut this guy directly in half, all of, uh, Candyman style, growing the gullet. Yeah. And chops his head all up a bit too with both. She so at some point she ends up with both chainsaws and just like back and forth chops his ear off, chops his nose off, chops in his face here and face there and face here and face there. And then keep in mind we're four minutes into this movie, and I'm going to give a conservative estimate that there has been no less than 2.7 million gallons of blood <laughs> shot around everywhere. Pretty much. I th- I'm pretty sure Japan suffered a Kool-Aid shortage after this movie was filmed. And, uh, bam, title. Tokyo Gore Police. Because this madness has already happened before we even started the movie, really. I know, it was great. And then, we, uh, I think we get a little Igor. backstory. A little bit, yeah. Like, her dad was some, like, poster cop. And, like, doing a commercial or something, and then gets shot in the head. And they show, like, kind of scanner style, like, just the head being, like, popping like a watermelon. And there is a copious use of the blood splatter against the camera technique in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And luckily it's CGI. They probably have, like, spent a fortune in lenses on this. It, It never really bugged me, though. A lot of the time, no. CGI blood pisses me off right away. No, this was pretty good. I mean, not, not it was pretty appropriate, I guess is maybe the term I'm looking for. Yeah, good, good is a hard qualifier for this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then we end up beating Igor, as I called him. Yeah. Who, who I, I thought he was an engineer at first because he got, oh, I got a, a bone saw strapped to my arm in place of a hand. So isn't he an engineer? But I guess it wasn't an organic bone saw. It was just a regular bone saw somehow attached to his body. So that was fine. And it turns out that his job is to, uh, I don't know, hack people up after they've killed them, the engineers, and get boners, it appears, is what his job is. Oh, did you notice, though, that there was some kind of wind noise in these underground labs? Like, it's like, whoo. Throughout that whole scene, I'm like, where is the wind coming from? <laughs> yeah, it was interesting to note that the privatized Japanese police force, their headquarters was in a fucking abandoned warehouse. Yeah, yeah we'll get to the, uh, the chief's office later. <laughs> But. And he's uh, hacking away, poking around, prodding, finds some kind of key-shaped tumor, which apparently is where the engineers get their sweet, sweet powers from. Yeah. And the only way to stop an engineer is to hack this in half. Yeah. Well, I guess you don't have to hack it as long as you fucking bust it up. Well, that's what the katanas are for, because, you know, you can just slice every part of the body, eventually you'll cut the key in half. And uh, Lucy Lou heads off to the local uh, watering hole. The Bar Independent. <laughs> of course. Which, I don't know why it's called that, but it makes no sense. <laughs> I'm just going to, anytime I don't understand, I chalk it up to, this is a weird Japanese movie. <laughs> and she's uh, talking to the barkeep, which is some sort of maternal figure to her. Yeah, I don't know, like some kind of like maybe... Ant, who's not actually an ant, kind of thing. We're treated to a flashback where two guys want to take her to the hospital because she's bleeding, but that's bad, I guess. I I think the uh, the undertones of that was like, we're not actually going to take you to the hospital. We're going to go rape you. So, but we're going to use taking you to the hospital as an excuse to get you out of public sight. 
uh, you pay it, I guess. Yeah. And then more we cut back. Later. <laughs> yeah. Oh lord. Oh lord, is there more about that later? <laughs> so we jump back to the present time, and we learn that. Uh, Apparently, the cop cars are pagodas on wheels. Yeah. Yeah, the, the tops of all the cars look like the roofs of pagodas. Kind of remind me of uh, Legend of Korra. The, uh, but, yeah, I was like, why? And then at some point, my wife came down was, while I was watching the movie. And she's like, why does the car look like a pagoda? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Because why not? <laughs> and then she's called off uh, Lucy Lewis on official police-styled business. And then we're treated to a scene. Yeah, with like this dude who looks like one of the cops, but he's kind of acting like an engineer. And he's got this dog next to him, which is actually maybe a person with like no forearms or lower legs. In a gimp mask. In a gimp mask, yeah. But surprise! It's... (laughs) It's just a birthday party at the police station. <laughs> also, we're celebrating her achievement of killing 50 engineers. Achievement unlocked. Here's a badge. <laughs> and as uh, Lucy Luce tears into the birthday cake, we're treated to another flashback comes out of nowhere. Yeah. About after her dad died, the chief guy, he takes her in. Gives her a birthday cake, and then her mom cuts herself really bad all over the arm. Yeah, and just talks gibberish, basically. Yeah, it pertains to the movie, (laughs) I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not really sure where that came from, but... But it's okay, because now the flashback's over, and we can get back to her victory. Yeah, and and the weird dog gimp person just never explained through that entire scene... Yeah, I mean, it's just there. Yeah, yeah, like, apparently that's normal? Yeah, everybody's got a amputee gimp dog. They just <laughs> leash around, I guess. I don't know. Yes. So, that, that out of the way. <laughs> we move on to, I to don't remember. Is it to brothel, brothel time? Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, we're treated to what? Is possibly an underage girl. Yeah, we're not really... Don't really know what's going on there. It seems super skeezy, whatever the fuck is happening. Yeah, the guy's like, oh, I'm sorry if I hurt you, blah, 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 blah. Like, and... Like, but can we do it again? It's just like, I don't don't even want to know what's going on. (laughs) And the madam shows up and is like, you're past your time. Either pay more or get the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah, I don't care how greasy you look. (laughs) <laughs> and then uh, our little prostitute friend is runs off to go to her next appointment where uh, some shady-looking dude that we never really see is up to some shady-looking shit, and he has what appears to be one of those key-shaped tumor things in a jar. Yep. And then we cut to the madam later that night, I think. Heading to the subway, I believe. Yeah. And she goes to the bathroom like you do in a subway. I guess. I don't know. Hey, at least they have bathrooms on the subway. There's been a couple of times I really wish they did, and they don't, they don't out here. But And she is, uh, she's accosted in the restroom by the same guy who just had the key tumor b- before. And she's all like, hey, buddy, you don't have to gouge out my eye with that knife if you want a prostitute. Just, like, uh, go to our website. It's mobile friendly. <laughs> yeah, which is good. I mean, it's cool. Got to get in there in the future. Yep. It's hard for small businessmen these days. <laughs> but apparently he doesn't like to browse the internet and just instead rather jab tubes, metal tubes into people. So he can fill up Tupperware jugs full of blood. Yes. Oh, and then we were treated to the lovely public service announcement about not committing suicide yeah. because of your job. Guys, we have all seen this too many times. You do bad at work, and they demand that you commit Harry Carey right there in front of them. But don't do that. Because you're going to upset the guy in a diaper with blue dots on his face. 
because <laughs> what the fuck was any of that? Uh, but then we, then we come back to reality? <laughs> I guess. What passes for reality in this? And uh, the cops are on the scene. They find old uh, Slutmaster hacked up and put into a cardboard box with bottles of blood around her. Apparently yeah. this has happened often lately. And yeah. I don't understand. Apparently they know this has something to do with engineers. Somehow. Yeah. Um, he, there was something key-shaped, like either drawn on her or something like that. There was, uh, yeah, something key, there was a key like drawn on her hand or something when they moved it. Yeah, every so often, because I was watching this on Hulu, so during key scenes sometimes I was forced to watch a commercial for Dodge Durangos. <laughs> and I would get confused when it would come back occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, luckily I, uh, I'm i still paying for Hulu at the moment, and I got to avoid all those at least. But yeah, yeah. that was... Uh... Oh, and so, and so what's their bright idea for catching the engineer who's doing this? Well, you're going to dress Lucy Lou up like a prostitute and put her on the subway, obviously. With a katana disguised as an umbrella. <laughs> yep, yep. So she goes on the subway. She watches a guy eat a bunch of bugs out of a Mentos box. Yeah, oh, but right before that, we get another commercial for some, like, wrist-cutting knife that's so cute, and you can make cute designs on your arms when you cut yourself. So it's so cute. Yeah. yeah, they're like they're shaped like ducks and shit. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Like, oh, don't commit suicide, but feel free to. But no, no, don't commit suicide, but cut your arms up in cute with cute knives in cute patterns because that's reasonable. Yeah, because self mutilation's okay, but killing yourself, nah. No, I guess the. Bad. The blue dot diaper man's okay with self mutilation, I guess. <laughs> Probably. So now we're on the subway, treated the bug man. Mm hmm. Which turns out is not relevant to anything, even though it certainly seems like it's going to be. Yeah, because they're like, oh, well, he's eating bugs, and then like, the juices are coming, just dripping out of his mouth because he doesn't understand how to swallow. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I don't blame the guy. I wouldn't want to eat those fucking things either. Cause there's some big ass bugs he's chewing on. Yeah, it's like maggots and grubs and. Ugh. So as as this is happening, old Lucy Lou gets groped by some dude in the subway, and man, but, he goes for it. I'll give him credit. Yeah, I'm so glad that that she had this reaction though. <laughs> yeah, so when being groped on the subway, she responds by grabbing him by the wrist, dragging him out into an alleyway. And cutting both of his hands off after putting the umbrella up as to not be showered in his blood. Yep, my wife was so happy with that scene because yeah, apparently that stuff happens on subways, not just in Japan. And so she was like, "Oh yeah, about time when those pervs got their due." <laughs> and I thought it was pretty funny. The guy's like, "No, nah, no, nah, it wasn't me." And I'm like, yeah. "Dude, she grabbed your hand, bro!" Like, yeah, like right off of her ass, she grabbed your hand. Who else could it have been? You didn't give it a little goose. You went like whole hand, grabbed it, and held it, dude. And like, he, and he was all like, <sighs> like in her ear. <laughs> it was just, it was disturbing. Yeah, the only way it could have been more obvious is if he would have been like, "I'm gonna masturbate to this later." Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that guy gets his good on good honor, I say. Yes. And well, that that's really the end of that part. This movie doesn't. It has scenes that happen in an order that are not necessarily related to the plot. Yeah, and then she like just falls asleep on the train after this because all that all that you know Hammurabi code stuff kind of kind of wears you out, I guess. It's true. The Bushido code is very draining emotionally. <laughs> I think she has another flashback on the train or something. Uh, maybe. I don't. I don't have that in my notes, but that might be because I just kind of stopped taking notes as diligently. There was a point where she had a flashback where it's revealed that when she sees her dad get killed, it turns out it was like three weeks ago, as opposed to when she was like nine, which is what I thought. Oh, really? I I apparently did not catch that. Well, yeah, I understand one, that. 
At one point in the shooty flashback, it looks like she's close to the same age, even though I thought she was a lot younger, but... Well, she was, because then, like, later on, the dude's like, I, I say, I, yeah, I got you into a boarding school, and, like, I think he, the, the chief took care of her after after the shooty for quite a while. Man, I think maybe... They just, I think they just used the actress, the same actress. Ah, uh, maybe because, that's what it was. Because budget. <laughs> yeah. Because, boy, do they spend all their budget on blood streams. <laughs> but, no, uh, she wakes up, and then who, the dude sitting across from her is, like, got long black hair covering his face and, like, scars of key shapes into his cheeks. And my, my note was, oh, he looks normal. <laughs> yeah, totally reasonable-looking dude to be staring at me on a subway while I'm asleep. Yeah. <laughs> And he looks uh, pretty similar to the guy who seemed to be uh, having key tumors and such earlier. Yeah. They go and have themselves a little fight in an alley? Uh, something like that. She, uh, Lucy Lou manages to cut the key master in the face. Yep. And he responds by pulling the top of his head off to reveal that he has giant eyeball guns under his people head. Yeah, but the thing is, it takes him forever to pull the top of his head off. I knew that was coming as soon as she slit his face open, and he started grabbing the top of his head. I might have just pull your head off already, because <laughs> yeah. it's just like, uh, 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 get on with it. Uh, yeah, I'm like, just dude, just pull the top of your head off already, for the love of God. We know it's coming. He uh, shoots some kind of brain bullets at her. Yeah, I thought they were like literally made of. <laughs> brain matter but apparently they were like bone shards or something because he like pins her to the wall with them at some point or at the towards the end of the fight and he uh says some cryptic shit gives her a key tumor in the arb yeah like apparently he- if, you, if you rub the key tumor on someone like a little lock opens up and you can stick the key tumor in and unlock their body part like her forearm in this case, where she did all the cutting. Yeah, that's the source of her magic powers now. Yeah. Or something. Something like that. And she, uh, she comes to in the police warehouse with everybody standing around her, like, words and stuff. Yeah. And... And they then they use the, the best... The best use of uh, CSI profiling I've ever seen. You take the top of the head and use that to identify the dude. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> I'm sure that's how that works. Well, they have his eyes, so they just match like his forehead and eyes to pictures, and then they find the dude. And it's great because the picture is smaller than the the head that they were using. <laughs> yeah, but it matches. Perfect match. <laughs> But then they're like, "Hey, why don't you go? Why don't you go take a load off? You've had a rough day, what with being turned into a engineer or whatever." Yeah. And then, ow! Oh, and then we get to see the chief, who apparently recognizes the perp, and but he's in his office, which is apparently just a metal desk in the middle of the floor of an abandoned warehouse, and that's his office. And he has the guy weird, like martial arts freak out about it that. It made no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Like, I'm just they got started swinging around in frustration. I ah. can I can only assume they spent all their budget on cyborg eyepieces and fucking samurai armor <laughs> so they can't afford a proper office. Oh, oh yeah. Then we get the best commercial of the group, which is some kind of play on the Nintendo Wii. Only... <laughs> <laughs> Only it's called Remote Control Exterminate. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's a game or if it's actually the means for like people to execute like criminals. I was really hoping it was they were really killing a guy because dad's <laughs> there and the kid, and mom. Mom comes in and's like, oh no no, let me try. Like cuts him across the face with the sword. <laughs> yeah, then her and Junior both cut the guy's head in half and. <laughs> Much fun is had by all. Yeah. Oh, then we get to the best part of the movie. Well. 
It sure is a part of the movie. <laughs> the weirdest part of the fucking movie. <laughs> what? So one of the samurai cops, he's uh, had a rough double, so he's sitting in some abandoned building drawing meth onto his arms. <laughs> yeah, he's using the power of suggestion to <laughs> to inject meth into himself. <laughs> Uh, he just draws a syringe on his arm and is like, oh yeah, that's the stuff, that's what I needed, oh yeah. And then he's ready to go. Where, you might ask? Well, to the weird mutant engineer sex party, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, I wish. oh, Lord, it's the weirdest thing. There's the, there's the girl who has a, like a dick for a nose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dick notes. Dick notes, and there's the girl who has like either like they just cut a strip out of her breast that include her nipples, and either like stapled it together, or they're really mouths like with overlapping teeth. I think they're mouths. They're like little mouths. I thought that was like she had mouth boobs, and then they uh, then they reveal the lady who has uh, protruding eyes and a snail shell on her back and snail shells on her boobs. Mm-hmm. So we have the snail lady. But then yeah. there's the piece de resistance. Oh, God. I'm going to let Chris describe this one because I can't do it justice. Okay. <laughs> the crowning achievement in this bizarre sex party is a headless, armless chair made out of a person that has legs and a vagina that's been replaced with a flower. Yep. And then it it makes pee on everybody. And, and they all sit there in silence. Not because they're shocked, but because they're just amazed by the sheer beauty of this and then give it like a standing ovation. Yep, as it's pissing on everybody like it's a motherfucking Gallagher show. <laughs> And they're all just like, woo, yeah! Weird chair monster urine party now, I guess. (laughs) It's the best! And as all this is happening, the patrons all get to, you know, like, call over the head mistress with the weird latex beach ball helmet thing. (laughs) Whatever the fuck was going on there. And they're like, we're treated to a one businessman who's like, hey, 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 snail girl, right here, right here. I need yeah. that snail girl in my life. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, our friend Meth, Meth Cop is like, hey, I want Tooth Boob, who is number 69 for the record. Oh, yeah. And I was like a little on the nose, weird Japanese movie, but I'll allow it. <laughs> well, I mean, they already had the, the dick nose, so... Yeah, but at least she wasn't number 69. (laughs) And they go off to the back room where old uh, Tooth Boob straps him to a barber's chair? Yeah, something like that. And then is going to, like, give him what appears to be a sensual blowjob. But nope, it turns out it's one of our favorite things. Good old bite job. Bite job, yeah, Brett missed out on a bite job. That's what he gets. Being a grown up. <laughs> and needless to say, old meth cop's not super happy about how this is playing out. Yeah, he seems a little perturbed. And then old gun eyes comes in and he's like, Hey, hey, it's alright, buddy. What we're gonna do is I'm gonna take this drill and drill a bunch of holes in you. And then uh you'll have holes drilled in you. <laughs> It'll be great. But he manages to get free and get a hold of his, I don't know, Tech 9 or something that he's got in his waist. Yeah. Seems like somebody would have taken that at some point, but whatever. Nope. And he, uh, he shoots old, uh, tooth boobs in half. Yep, right, right, right across the waist. And then she's in half, and he manages to, uh, crawl out on account of his legs all jacked up. And also, his penis is bitten off. Yep. And uh, off he crawls down the hallway. But what What does he see to his horror? Tooth boob! Who is that? Crawling, uh, crawling oh out from behind the, uh, the door, and she's got a mouth for legs. 
Yeah, like a full-on fucking alligator mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which she somehow uses to crawl towards him incredibly quickly and bite his arm off that has the gun. <laughs> yep, and then proceeds to make a meal out of one of his legs. And then he does something pretty cool. Yep. Yep, he grabs the grabs the gun arm, shoves it into her leg mouth, and then holds it in there while he finds the tendon that's sticking out the back of the arm and pulls the tendon, which pulls the finger, which pulls the trigger, which then proceeds to shoot her all up on the gutty works and kills her. Yeah, and I'll give him credit for being resourceful. Like, that yeah. was pretty good. But but then Eyeball Guns guy comes out and puts the key in him. Right yep. in his head. And now he's an engineer. Yes. And he shows up the next day at the cop shop. And now he has a dick gun that makes an elephant noise. Yeah, it's a giant dick gun. It's like three feet long. (laughs) And a sword that's sticking out of the arm that he lost. Yes. And he just proceeds to lay waste to this place. Yeah, it starts murdering a lot of people, a lot of cops. Somehow or another, that's never really shown. They get the upper hand on him. And it's just down to him and the uh, chief. And the chief says something, and it kicks him in the face. (laughs) Yeah, the chief takes him out. And it's around this time we're treated to another commercial for a katana. It's really sharp. yeah. Yeah, it's really sharp. With the guy, like, holding it up to his tongue. Like, look, I could cut my tongue off if I wanted to. And, oh, look... I can apparently deep throat this katana if I wanted to. And all the commercial says, it's real sharp. It's sharp. real sharp. It's sharp. <laughs> but anyway, enough, enough commercials. Because katana. <laughs> Back to this madness. Oh yeah, the, the Lucy Lou's been trying to track down mouth boob and finally comes to the last address on the list. And it's a door with 7,000 locks around it. <laughs> yeah, I don't even understand why you need half of those locks. Like, do you really need to lock the side the hinges are on? That doesn't seem yeah. particularly effective. And there's, like, locks locking the locks to keep them from unlocking. and But then she just touches the lock, and they just all fall off because... Reasons. Yeah. And old, old Gun Eyes is in there. And we're treated to, like, a huge amount of exposition at this point. And it is all done in a combination of regular old flashbacks and some adorable, like, kid-drawn pictures. Yeah. Where he recounts the story of the sniper who just couldn't kill enough people, so he got fired. But then they paid him to kill Lucy Liu's dad, which he did. But then they killed him for... To right afterwards, and it but, turns out, plot twist: Old Gun Eyes is the son of that man. Yes, of the sniper. But the sniper was killed by the chief who ordered the death of Lucy Lou's dad, but then raised Lucy Lou as his own daughter. Hmm. It all checks out. Seems reasonable. Yep. And so, and so, what's the chief's reaction to all this stuff going down? Cop rampage. <laughs> well, yeah. Yep. They like just. Oh, we'll just we'll just start hacking limbs off of people, and if they grow like weapons back, they were engineers, and we should kill them. But people often die when you cut limbs off. But oh uh, well, if they there's, died, they weren't engineers. There's only one way to be safe. <laughs> so oh, kill them all. We missed part of the flashback. It's important. Oh, oh, what was that? We missed where the keys came from. Oh, yes, because uh, Gun Eyes tried to commit suicide. Oh, Gun Eyes, in a fit of, a fit of rage, a fit of rage, <laughs> science rage, because he had been working on the... Serial killer gen- genetics, I guess. Yes, yeah, it's like, oh, well, since I can't take this... Is this anymore? And the the police chief killed my dad. I'm just gonna inject all this DNA from a bunch of different serial killers into myself 
for reasons Ed, <laughs> that have Eddie to do does. science. <laughs> he signs the fuck out of himself for sure. Yeah. He's Ed, got some Ed, Charlie Manson. Yep, yeah, and some uh, Ed Gacy or some Gacy and John Wayne Gacy in there, and, and Jim Ed Jones, Gacy. I think. And so, what does he do with all of his incredible serial killer power? He throws himself off the roof. <laughs> and then he then he wakes up by a door, and some kind of monster gives him the key tumor, but it was really in his head. Ed, yeah, like they wake up, like, oh, this came out of your head. And apparently they let him just keep it and do research on it, because I don't know, man. And he, like, cultured it somehow and made more key tumors, and he's been... That's how he came up with all these key tumors to turn other people into engineers. It's his revolution. So basically the devil made him do it, I think, is the explanation for this movie. Almost literally. Yeah. So now we're up to cop kill crazy rampage. And they're just out there killing everybody what needs to be killed. Yep, including uh, they, they, and they go, go into the bartend, the bar, bar independent, where the uh, the bartender's at. And she apparently does not take kindly to cops trying to kill her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She has a very specific way of handling this problem. Well, as a, like, like every bartender, she's a master of shanking people with broken bottles. Man, she is too. And so I love the part where she jabs like like a wine bottle that has the end broken off, jabs it into the guy's face, kills him, pulls it out, and then when more cops come in, she takes it, blows in the neck of the bottle, and his face pops out. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great, I gotta admit. But then the cops all uh, overpower, and they're gonna, yeah. what is that, this drawn quarter? Yep, they tie, they tie oh. each of her limbs to a the bumper of a police car and decide to uh, see which co- what comes off first. As this is all transpiring, Lucy Liu is now on her murder quest to go kill the uh, chief. The chief, because she done cut up old gun eyes already. Yep. Split his head in half. And she's off. She uh, finds out too late what they're going to do to her maternal figure from Bar Independent. Yep. She shows up just in time for them to rip her into thirds or something. And then they're all, like, high-fiving and shit afterwards, so she cuts off everybody's fucking head at once. Yep, like, her right, her left arm, where she'd be cutting herself, turns into some kind of demon arm, and she uses that to kill all of them. And now, she's ready to go. She, yep. uh, drives off to go to the police warehouse... Stops and takes a moment to kill some racial stereotypes. Oh, yeah, like, what was the dude with the cone-shaped head and the blackface? I don't know, but it was not okay, I can tell you that much. <laughs> I was like, what racial stereotype is that supposed to be? I can't even tell. Like, I knew the guy, the one guy was supposed to be Chinese on account of he said he was Chinese. And he and I was like, the cool. Japanese. Yeah, yeah, but the other guy, I was like, what the fuck is that even, that doesn't even look like a people, like... Yeah, it looked like an alien, like something off Star Trek. It was it was super awful, but he gets the top of his head cut off and dies, so whatever. Yeah. And if I recall, they were sorting body parts that they had in a pile from left yeah. and to left and right. Yeah, which makes reasons. sense, I guess. Yeah. So she slams through this pile of body parts <laughs> and heads to the police warehouse, where. I'll be honest, the last 15, 20 minutes of this movie in the police warehouse are glorious. Is just the best. Yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever, but it's entirely glorious at the same time. She shows up, and her first obstacle is old Igor, who has a goddamn hand Hand cannon. And, And we don't mean like a giant pistol, we mean a cannon that shoots hands. Yeah. When we it, say hand cannon. It's like a giant revolver that shoots <laughs> severed hands. <laughs> and and the hands don't just fly out and smack you. No, they, they continue to apply pressure to you. So she she catches one in her hand and it, and it has to hold it where it's at the entire time before it slams in her. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. It is <laughs> fucking ridiculous. And, and, and one comes out like 
to choke her, and so it's like pressed against her neck the entire time. And then he fires four hands at once that extend a middle finger. For the coup de gras. For the coup de gras. But her demon hand shoots out some kind of tentacle that latches onto a pipe. <laughs> and for some reason, every single one of the four hands hits this hits this this tentacle. And since they're in like a middle finger mode, they hit it and spin around it and shoot back at Igor. And impale him. I assume that the middle fingers were to physics at that point because, like, that didn't make any kind of fucking sense. And they do. It's all slow and deliberate, and they zoom in on it, and you're watching it like, what the fuck? Four times they show a middle hand with a middle finger approach the tentacle, hit the tentacle, spin around the tentacle, and fly back out the direction they came from. My dog realizes that's not how physics works. <laughs> but as soon as they impale him and he drops the gun, the hand choking her just drops to the ground. So... I'm not sure how that worked either. <laughs> Bonus points for the guy yelling game over at her when he did it, too. Yeah. <laughs> so she moves on, like you do. Yeah. And then as she nears the chief, old Gimpy from earlier, you know, the dog thing, when it ain't got no arms? Yeah. Yes. Turns out it's got arms now. Yeah, she's got she's got a sword mullet because she's all she's all katana in the front and wakazashi in the back. <laughs> she's got four sword legs, and and to make matters worse or better, I'm not sure the the chief is like, hold on, let me switch her from depressive mode to manic mode. Because <laughs> God knows that's a switch you need to have in your gimp. <laughs> yeah. And then so she starts, yeah. Oh, then so the katana. Gip, like, just comes out and just foils wildly at Lucy Lou. It is a ballet of fucking absurdity is what the fuck it is. <laughs> she, like, skitters up the wall somehow with her knife legs at one point. <laughs> Jumping around and flipping and Lucy Lou just keeps cutting the swords off of her limbs. Yeah. And then just kind of lets her go when she's defenseless because she's just laying on her back flopping around like a damn turtle or something. <laughs> yeah. And not even Lucy Lou's that far gone. She literally disarmed her, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. And now it's time for the final confrontation with old yep. Chief. And since and since Lucy Lou has her lovely engineering powers, the uh, the Chief says he needs an edge, so he grabs a syringe of glowing liquid off of the gimp and ejects it into his neck. And it's like, yeah! <laughs> he totally hulks out for a minute. And charges at Lucy Lou, and Lucy Lou just, you know, pulls some sword shit and chops off both his legs in one shot. But that's <laughs> that okay. Was kind of, that was kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, it was like, wow, what's going to happen? Oh, okay, I guess I guess that's going to happen. <laughs> All right. But the chief is not, to be, is not to be stopped just yet. Oh, no, he's got a backup plan, which involves... Oh, God. Okay, so what happens is... His legs are cut off, and like most things that get cut off in this movie, they're spurting There's, blood everywhere. Yeah, just not spurting. They're just spraying blood everywhere. There's no like heartbeat pulse to these things. It's just <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> On or off. Those are the two positions. <laughs> yeah. So what he does is he takes two more syringes of the glowy stuff, shoots one into each leg, and then proceeds to propel himself on... <laughs> geysers of blood around this fucking place <laughs> flying around like it's a goddamn jetpack. <laughs> it was so good. It, it is was... fucking great. <laughs> Once you're this far into this movie and that happens, you're just like, fuck yes, that's what happens. Fuck yes, it is. <laughs> the only logical outcome to this is fucking blood geysers. Hell yeah. <laughs> a blood geyser jetpack legs. But Lucy Lou, undeterred, comes out victorious, chops off his head with his own sword, and then it it cuts outside where the gimp has now got motherfucking machine gun legs. 
Yes, and I, and they uh, they imply they say that like the not only have the police been privatized, but now the army's been privatized, and the Tokyo police are taking over the are going to be running the army as well. Only they kind of imply that Lucy Liu is running the whole deal now. I should hope has, she is, and has Planet Terror Gimp helping her out. <laughs> and uh, by the end, they tell us to stay tuned for more, and that's pretty much it. Yep. Oh, you see that um, key face dude, the eye brain, eye gun brain guy, and mouth oh yeah, both have apparently come back to life and Put look normal again. Back together or something, or as normal yeah. as they were ever. Yeah. And, and apparently they're going to be in the sequel to Tokyo Gore Police, which I have no idea what that is. By God, I hope I can figure it out so I can see it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Fucking Tokyo Gore Police. Yeah, it was a movie, and, and it was a movie I liked. I like. I have to say, I started out watching this, going, "What the fuck is this shit? I can't believe I'm watching this." My wife watched about ten minutes of it with me. It was like, "Why do people? Why are you watching shit like this? I don't even understand." And then by the end, I had just embraced the incredible. Gonzo campiness of it, and had even predicted the geyser legs after he got his legs cut off before he jabbed the needles into his legs. And so I think I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, it is. It is a bunch of stupid bullshit in the most <laughs> beautiful way that I could possibly mean that phrase. Yeah. I don't mean it's stupid bullshit like the human centipede. I mean, it's like. It is artfully designed to be fucking ridiculous. Yeah, event- eventually it just like it's, it starts out crazy and stupid, but just beats you over the head until like you get all Stockholm syndrome with it <laughs> and start to love it. <laughs> yeah, at some point you're just like, this is the world now. This is how the world works. This is where I live. This is people just bleed like that. That's how this is gonna be. There's commercials for cutting yourself and not committing suicide on TV. <laughs> And sharp katanas. Incredibly sharp katanas. It's it's a rough one to say, should I should I recommend it? I've read I'd recommend it. I, it. I think I would too. Like you have to watch the entire thing. And I think eventually a lot of people will they'll by the time they get to the end will end up enjoying it. But that that first like thirty minutes is a bit of a slog, I think though, if you're not into it at the beginning. I, I would say if you can't make it at the beginning to where it actually says Tokyo Gore Police for the credits, just don't don't worry. Just don't watch it anymore. But if you yeah. make it to that point, it's just going to get better from there. If you're into that much of it, yeah, I would I say everybody give it a shot. If you're the kind of person who like would watch any kind of weird, over-the-top, gonzo-ass, exploitation-y madness like that, you would totally dig this. Yeah. I just, I'm sad that Brett didn't get to see it. Yeah, I think he would have really loved this movie despite it being 109 minutes long and not 90 minutes long. (laughs) Yeah, it's another one of those weird kind of movies where that first chunk just drags and drags, it seems. But man, you just hit a point where you're just like, okay, no, this is it. This is is normal. this, This movie's great. I don't know what I was thinking earlier. This movie's great. It is great. Thanks to, uh... Kylie. Yes, thank you, Kylie. Even letting us know this was a thing. You made you made some other suggestions that we'll have to definitely come back to because man, if this was one of them, I'm pretty happy about whatever the rest of them could possibly be. Yeah. Yeah, I actually look forward to watching another one of these movies at some point. So So what uh what are we gonna do next time? Um, I don't know. I will not be here because I will be nerding out at the local uh, nerd convention, Awesome Con in D.C. So if you're in the D.C. metro area and you're at Awesome Con, say hi to me. I won't be wearing anything special or be identifiable in any way. So say hi to random people. You might hit me. Yeah, just run up to anybody you see there and yell, Troy, is that you? (laughs) And they'll probably be like, no, no. Uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. But maybe you'll get lucky. And then you can say that you met a triple a mem- D list internet celebrity. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, so I will not be here. Um, I don't. Did we just? Did we actually decide on a movie for next week? Nope. No. Nope. Well, maybe uh, we can get a good uh, listener suggestion in, but for then, and uh, hopefully it's a one I've seen or have no desire to see because otherwise I'll be I'll be saddened I could not see it. We can always just resort to the classic. We're not sure. You'll find out when we find out. Yep. Well, actually, after we find out, because we'll have already done it by the time you know what it is. Yeah, it'll be a surprise episode. Haven't had one of those in a while. So who knows? Maybe it'll be something, or maybe it'll be a different thing. (laughs) It won't be Tokyo Gore Police, unfortunately. No, but it might be Tokyo Gore School if we could find it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm super interested in more of these movies now. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's say people have some sort of suggestion, and I was to pose it to you like you were Brett, not thinking for a minute that maybe you don't know all this stuff. So, Brett. <laughs> so, Actually, no, I Brett. Think, I, I think I have it down. All right. Uh, you, can, you can find us on the Facebook at Slaughterhouse Princess. Just type that in the little bar at the top, and we should come up. Uh, you can find us at Slaughterhouse princesspodcast at gmail.com is our email address uh, we are on Stitcher under Slaughterhouse Princess uh, you can also find us on Twitter at some Twitter handle that Chris never checks or posts to so it's kind of mm-hmm. pointless totally accurate <laughs> don't forget to check us out on the iTunes maybe give us a review that nobody ever does except for Matt thanks Matt Yep, a review a rating you can like, rate us five, or you can rate us five. Yeah. I think, yeah. Either one's fine. <laughs> yeah. I would just like enough ratings to, like, have the thing stop telling me that we don't have enough ratings. That's all I really want. Even if yeah. it only gets us to a one, for God's sake, at least it'll stop telling me that. Yes. If, if you think we suck, tell us we suck, and then stop listening to us. Yeah. I'm but just... at least rate us on iTunes before you stop listening to us. Yeah, nobody's making you do this. I don't know why you would keep listening <laughs> if you didn't like it, but hey, whatever. Hey, like, hey, I'll take a hate listen. That's fine. Yeah, listen to me out of spite. That's cool. I don't mind. <laughs> iTunes don't know no damn different. Nope. So I guess uh, come back next week if you dare for, I don't know, something. It'll be it'll be classic Slaughterhouse Princess without me the the newcomer. Yeah, just Chris and Brett rocking it out old school. Yeah, not even if some of those early episodes aren't aren't real good. Yeah, they're all good. You're my co-pilot, Troy. <laughs> Well, we only see two two pairs of footprints in the sand. That's Brett carrying us. <laughs> That's true. <laughs>